One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Pa-rum-pa-pum-pum, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Football Ramble. Burnley got a lovely win and the champions couldn't beat Fulham. It's Monday, 14th of December. I'm Marcus Speller. I'm Pete the Giant. And I'm Jim Campbell. <laughs> Hi, everybody. What a marvellous Monday we've got for you on the Football Ramble. Pete the Giant is here. Hello. And Jim is also here. I am here. Just normal size today. Normal yeah. size. But he's still going to try and body slam, at me, slam me. Yeah. At WrestleMania 2. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Lads, what a weekend. What a weekend. None of the big boys other than Leicester City won. <laughs> yeah. That's not the narrative. None of the big boys won. <laughs> you can't have a caveat in a tedious little weekend experience well, I would how, say how are you defining big boys you're probably thinking you know people who have won the Premier League recently football giants <laughs> Marcus would you who of the the teams that played at the weekend would you say are most on the verge uh, yeah. I think on the verge well you've got to put Southampton in there yeah and you've got to put Leicester City in there other than that I think it's pretty open don't mm. you Jimbo mm. don't the you the verge is fairly quiet I think I, it's an absolutely uh, magnificent uh, uh, Premier League. I mean, this is ridiculous. There's only like one point separates first and 20th or mm. something like that at the moment. Mm. It's utterly glorious. <laughs> Imagine how angry Luke will be if Southampton win the league. <laughs> yeah. Or even just get most of the games second. <laughs> Champions League. Yeah. European And then next all. season we'd have to call them the big boy. Yeah, we would. We <laughs> would have big to. Boys. But as, 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 off the top of my head, I think Portsmouth are the only side, uh, South Coast side, to have won. Uh, the top flight in uh, in England. Uh, forgive me, Southampton fans. I'm, I think that's right. Southampton, mm. of course, won the FA Cup famously. Mm. Um, but uh, Matt did a bit more work back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, he was industrious oh, in the seventies, was, wasn't he? <laughs> like most of the country, really. Um, so there we are. So marvelous stuff. But we're not going to start with any of the big boys, Jim. Big boys. No, right? no big boys will no, be no, mentioned. No, when we talk about Arsenal 0, yeah. Burnley 1. We're going to saunter down the road to the Emirates, which is probably a 10-minute walk from here, mm. if that, knock on the door and go, what are you doing? <laughs> what door would you choose? Uh, the back entrance. The back entrance. Because uh, I know where it is, because sometimes <laughs> I've done some work there. Um, <laughs> oh, oh, Jim. What? Jim, 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 Jim. What? Over to you, Pete Donaldson. <laughs> Maybe open an OnlyFans, mate. Just, just, <laughs> you just mentioned it's, it's, some in, in this climate, Jim. It's dangerous, all right, mate. You mentioned some entrance. You, I, I, I've, I've done do some, some business. I've done the... some work at yeah. the back door. Wow, it's all above board. I bet it is, Jim. All above I board. bet it is. Get your invoices in. But anyway, mm. talking of the 1970s, Arsenal's worst start since 74, 75. <laughs> it's unbelievable, Jim. Mm. Arteta said, "I am clear in my mind what needs to improve." I don't know how to put the ball into the net. <laughs> is that an actual quote? Did he actually say that? <laughs> so, yeah, that he is... didn't know whether to put the ball in the back of the net or yes. how to. I so. mean, I do. I mean, let, let's. It's, look, it's a great win for Burnley, but mm, I mean, Arsenal like the fourth home game in, in on row. the trot, yeah, which, which, which they've lost, which is another damning stat, of course. It's been a long, long time since they've done that. Uh, yeah, it's it's really, really poor at the moment, and I, I think one obviously the. The place to start is is with Jack's red card. <laughs> the advert's good, though, isn't it, Jim? Which advert? The advert with like uh, the Adidas originals. That advert. Yeah, yeah. They made Ian mm-hmm. Wright young. Probably could do with him. Yeah, young, to be honest. I, yeah, I would, Can we unfuse Ian Wright's ankle, please? <laughs> I might take a filtered Ian Wright at the moment, <laughs> like, just just to see how that works because I need something. Um, but yeah, I think actually for the first time in ages. At the start of that second half, Arsenal were actually playing it around fairly well. I was like, oh, we, we look, we've got a goal in us for the first time in ages. And then Granite Xhaka seemed to get so angry at Kieran Westford, mm. Westford after Xhaka fouled him, mm. which I don't really understand. Like, I, it's such a strange, strange moment from Xhaka because it's, it's just completely... Clearly, it's frustration boiling over that's got mm-hmm. nothing to do with what's actually kind of gone on in that incident. There, it's such mm-hmm. a massive overreaction it's and a very unhappy club. It's in, it, it? that's exactly right. Happy. That's exactly right. It seems to be a very, very unhappy club. That's a really good way of putting it. Um, apparently, some of the stuff that's come out today has said that some of the players were really frustrated with the way that Mikel Arteta said that Pepe's sending off Nicolas Pepe's sending off mm-hmm. was was unacceptable. That's the word he used, and I just think they've got to get over themselves if that's the case because mm-hmm. it clearly was unacceptable. It was a ridiculous headbutt mm-hmm. at a stupid time. It was really really costly. This is mm-hmm. worse than that. Arteta said it's worse than that, and it's like, I mean, it seems to be that his attempts to instill some discipline in that dressing room have, have caused rifts within it, and. I mean, they, they won the, the FA Cup in the summer. You, mm. you should listen to Arteta in this situation. And yeah. You have to wonder, yeah, right. like, is it that Arteta is, is is not doing a very good job or is it that the problems in that dressing room are so ingrained that he can't reach those players? P- possibly it's a little bit of both. But, I mean, it's tempting to look at Arteta and think, are you just a hirsute fraud? Is that what, <laughs> is that what it's come to? Um, but, but apparently his job isn't in danger anytime soon. I think it'd be a bit silly to, to sack yeah, him, to put, well, I mean, yeah, but say, if this goes on for like another three or four games, you've got to start thinking, you've got to start asking that question, well, haven't you? Because that's how modern football goes. Yeah, of course. Of course, because we've got, we got Southampton at home on Wednesday, I'm in on Thursday. Let's let's see how that goes. Can't imagine <laughs> how that will turn out. Um, but, uh, yeah, it just seems that everything that could possibly be dysfunctioning is 
is dysfunctioning, and I'm just <laughs> this I, is uh, dysfunctioning. Yeah, this is dysfunctioning. I'm just I'm I'm feel so grateful actually that this is the COVID season and it doesn't really count and will be stricken <laughs> from the record and no one will ever think about it again. So with the FA Cup last season? No, no, that was last season, Marcus. Uh, okay, um, <laughs> organisation, discipline. And Rio Pect, or Respect, I think they meant to write in the uh, Arsenal programme. Oh, my God. For other people are very, very important. I grew up like this, and I will pass it on to my little one. That is um, Granite Xhaka, who's, of course, in saying that in the Matchday programme. <laughs> uh, he once made a big deal in the Matchday programme about how, even though he's the youngest, mm-hmm. um, if him and his brother um, were at home um, or going somewhere or whatever, he'd, he'd get the house keys. So right, he's, oh. he's a fan of a weird motivational <laughs> Flex, quote, yeah. Jacko. But I, I sort of, I feel, I do feel a little bit sorry for Jacko because I, mean, I know that you know that business when he, uh, you know, lifted his hands up and the yeah. crowd were booing was, him and so I was there and that was awful. Yeah, and then that, that I, I. I I do feel a little bit sorry for him. I know we can sort of have a bit of a laugh and so on, yeah. but he, he, clearly this is this is a guy who, who sort of cares. And, and yes, I know his emotions, and we can say he should be professional and so on. But crying out loud, we've all played sport, we've all been pissed yeah. off and so on. Um, and and it was a really really daft sending off. But I mean, Patrice Ever didn't need to sort of you know start airing Thierry Henry's <laughs> little secrets. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Ever's there for, though, isn't he? Ever's pretty box office with that sort of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You don't know what's coming next. I know when he said that he once watched Arsenal with Thierry Henry. For those who didn't see this, and, and Thierry. Henri, they, they sat down to watch obviously Henri's beloved Arsenal and as soon as he saw Xhaka was captain, Henri turned off the television and was like, well I'm not watching that. I think that's a little yeah. bit hard to believe. Yeah. But I mean, Granite Xhaka though, I I, <laughs> I think that he is, by the sounds of it, he could be Roy Keane's type of player. What? Because if you think about Roy Keane, it wasn't that long ago when Roy Keane, it was against Arsenal I think, when I think it was the game against Arsenal Manchester United, when he was like, get in somebody's face, smash somebody. Yeah. Said, well, that's what Granite Xhaka's all about. He, he did do that. That's what the modern smasher gets though, isn't it? Yeah, yeah cards and stuff. Yeah, you, you can't do that anymore, <laughs> that's the problem. Aside from that moment though, I think mm. it's, it's, it's easy to blame Xhaka for everything. He's, he's been such a lightning rod and it's kind of unfair in a lot of senses. Obviously, you know, he's hugely at fault here, but mm-hmm. Arsenal's play was, was just really, really poor. Aubameyang getting an own goal is just so, so clownish. And the thing I was hoping for when Arteta came in was that he would be the person to stop Arsenal embarrassing themselves. Yeah. And clearly that's, you know, I think that, that, that's gone already. In, that, in, that, the, that in the pantheon gone. of Arsenal embarrassing themselves, is this really as embarrassing as it possibly could be? It's... They're not having a great time. It's a strange season for everyone. They've been asked to take a pay cut that didn't really go to, to, to the club and, and the people around them I and stuff. Know. I think it's a, I think there's a lot uh, wrong with Arsenal and none of it is how, they, how they're setting up on the field. I think... Oh, I think but it's so poor, Pete. The it football's is, so poor. But you're is, saying it at boardroom level. It is, is. it is, it is, but I think it goes bigger than that. And I think Like Arteta, at Manchester United, they're, they're probably... Yeah, and, and, and I think, obviously, Arteta wanted the extended deal for certain players and he, you know, he, he wanted players like uh, William to play and stuff so it's it's kind of and, and he's not taking people like Lacazette off, off the field when mm. they're not playing that well uh, and it doesn't seem to be quite yeah. quite a meritocracy so he's just trying to get a tune out of these um, well paid and, and, and celebrated footballers who, who played well in the past and he's just not getting it but he I think uh, as any manager who is in their first or second job, they 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 trust that these players will turn in a performance that will save their job. 
Um, you don't want to go. You don't want to get um, fired from a job putting like bends and all, all the time, do you? Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't think he has much of a choice now because some of those players have been playing very well in the Europa League, which is obviously mm. it's a much lower level. But Eddie and Ketia and Reese Nelson in particular yeah. um, should be should certainly be considered. Probably Joe Willock as well. <laughs> um, but I just think you know if you look at, if you miss the game last night for whatever reason mm. and you look at the scoreline and it's Arsenal nil, Xhaka red card, Burnley one, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang own goal. You yeah. go lol. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's just like stuff like that over and over and over again. The yeah. Pepe sending off is ridiculous as well. El Nenny was lucky to to you know mm-hmm. not be further punished for a push in. Oh yeah, the, the, was it Kieran Westwood again? I mm. kind of blocked it from my mind, but. Um, yeah, well, I mean, it's interesting. Robin van Persie's—he uh, had an interview last week, and he said about Arsenal. He said, uh, "I didn't feel like we were on the level to compete." One day, the chairman of Arsenal showed me how healthy the club was by showing me their positive numbers. I told them, "I don't give a shit about the numbers. I want to lift the Premier League trophy." And yeah. that, Peter, perhaps taps into what you're saying about the boardroom level. Is, is Arsenal have often been uh, accused of as long as we're making good money, as long as we're sort of ticking over? Um, I just I told you they'd regret getting rid of Wenger. Yeah, Mikel, have you no, seen the bang around, bang out. <laughs> I should correct myself. I said that Kieran Westwood. I mean Ashley Westwood. You meant Tim Westwood. I, I did. Um, but it was a great win for Burnley. It was they a great win for Burnley. They bloody needed it. You they see? really did. They did need it. I mean, Burnley should have been a goal up with uh, with, with with Chris Wood, where he had that header close range, which mm. you'd have been a bit disappointed to miss. But a good performance nonetheless. And when when it's a bit crazy and 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 you you can see a club uh, as big as Arsenal are not having a good time you know for for a for a for a smaller club to turn up sometimes you can be almost like caught in the headlights a bit you can kind of think oh hang on what, what's going this is a bit strange and you can be whereas actually they stuck to their tasks and they and they came away with a very very important mm. win because mm. Burnley have not had it good this season no. I mean we've seen Burnley do this before when they start slow and you think well they'll be okay but this season <laughs> I mean they could be finishing fourth or or, or 19th for crying out you know it's, yeah. it's, it's a strange one but, but a huge win for them um, especially uh, because Fulham got a point off the champions gentlemen and they played very well doing it as <laughs> well, well they, didn't yes, they they did um, they were pretty unlucky uh, indeed yeah but uh, news has just come in sadly that uh, that Gerard Houllier ex-Liverpool we just about to talk about them has passed away at the age of 73 oh, oh no which is very sad indeed that is sad um, a, man who, a man who redefined French football at yeah. times as well well he, he had a huge imprint on, on, on France and, and their production line and, yeah. and so on yeah absolutely but of course won the UEFA Cup the FA Cup and the, the League Cup with, with Liverpool in uh, in. 2000, 2001. Mm. Yeah, it's very sad news, Gerard Hooley. Awful. Indeed, yeah. Um, but back to the Premier League, though. Um, obviously, the game ended one all. I mean, <laughs> I, 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 when Fulham, they the, the fixture list, uh, obviously, they struggled at the start and then they were beaten by Everton. And then they, um, you know, they were away to uh, Leicester, uh, away to Manchester City, and then Liverpool at home. And you thought, well, nil point there. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. To get four points from those three games was something that I don't think many people saw. I mean, the Leicester game yeah. was was quite remarkable, but this was even more remarkable, I would say. Because, well, obviously Liverpool are the bleeding champions, for crying mm. out loud. And especially when Spurs drew with Palace, you'd think to yourself, I'll give you a little bit of a, a, a extra mm. impetus. But Fulham were not just... Against Leicester, they were very much, you know, just sit off Leicester. Because Leicester obviously like to counter-attack teams, and they do um, very, very well indeed. Mm. But, but Fulham went for Liverpool, didn't they, Jim? In the early stages. I yeah. mean, Fulham should have been ahead before they actually did score. Yeah, they should have been. And they were unlucky to not have a penalty as well, I think. 
Um, I, reckon, so, so, uh, I actually didn't think that was no, a penalty. I think, I think it, you, you concentrate on the feet too much and then you actually notice that there's actually been no contact. I, so I just presumed it, he'd been knocked over by, mm. by the... Uh, Fabi- it was Fabinho, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, his, 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 his bum bum or his, or his uh, <laughs> hip hip. Um, but there was no contact on that side. Of that He just whiffed the ball. He, just, he was off balance. Yeah. He, his standing foot was... was he mm. was coming in a, a diagonal uh, and he just absolutely whiffed it. But... I could see why what they spent a long time mm. just to miss it completely. Oh, you only okay. whiff a ball in baseball. <laughs> oh, is that where it comes from? Baseball. Yeah, whiff it. Yeah. Oh, I see. Whiff it. You can also shag balls in baseball. Is that right? Apparently can so. You know? Shag balls yeah. on you, I mean. Why, well, DJ? Absolutely. <laughs> if the valve is. Come on, oh, Jim. Marcus. Um, anyway, Deckard over Reed absolutely <laughs> shagged that, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> what, what a shag. What a shag. <laughs> Top shagger. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was such a good shag. Even Hugh Grant was applauding that one. Uh, <laughs> indeed, yeah. I mean, Allison was keeping Liverpool in it. Yeah, it was you know that's what happens when you go to Craven Cottage, of course. Um, the the uh, is it it's, is this just like Parker just finally get is this is this his preseason effectively? I, the first yeah. few matches because Parker looked genuinely shell shocked. He could not understand why his team were not firing. He could not understand mm. it. And Fulham, to their credit, stick stuck sack with. Stack, stuck, 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 stack. All of that. Shagged with him. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and, and and now they're starting to put some so, so, some uh, performances together. I, ju- I just, uh, yeah, amazing, really. Do you, know, do you know one of the big Make tactical... fool of me. Well, one of the, this is how strange football tactics could be. One of the big things that, that has got them a little bit of joy mm. is taking out the side their best player, Mitrovic. Right. Mm. That's, you know, I mean, it seems ridiculous now. Mm. Obviously, he had that international break. You know, he probably uh, licking his wounds after missing the penalty, which cost... Serbia. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, let's make it very clear. If Fulham had got the penalty, they wouldn't have scored it. So don't worry. Yeah. Ah, Cavalera, the way he struck that one against Leicester. Come on. Yeah. They're back <laughs> that was an anomaly. <laughs> They're back on the wagon. <laughs> but um, but with Mitrovic, you know, it's interesting because he has been one of, if not Fulham's best player in the last mm-hmm. sort of two or three seasons, especially at the championship level. He is phenomenal, you know, top scorer and all that business. But the problem for Fulham is the way that teams have been picking them apart, what Parker's tried to do is he, he's had a big old tinker with the with the formation. You know, at times he's actually quite fluent. Sometimes it's sort of like a 3-5-2 like at times, you know. And with, with Lookman and Cavallero, mm. who are not front players, they're, they're wide players, uh, very much sort of wingers, or Lookman sometimes has sort of played centrally a little bit, but, you know... Um, Long gone are the days of four four two when you say he's yeah. a left midfielder. You almost you almost like back to the the eight, the, the sort of nineteen thirties football. He's like an inside forward and all these kind of positions. Yeah. But they don't play with your a little bit more of a traditional forward, which of course was Mitrovic in in, in these last few games, and that gives them more pace up front. Yeah, with Lookman and Cavaliero, you know, got great pace and and the way they play to try and catch teams on the counter because Fulham need defense. They need yeah. numbers in defense as we saw early in the season. You can't really do that with Mitrovic, can you? And he, it's he a great change. For you him. to play a certain way, yeah. Well, and, and and also sometimes you can become reliant. You just toss balls into the box mm. and so on, and that, you're not getting you're the shagging best balls. You're tossing balls, Jim. <laughs> I mean, it just but, yeah, and, it gets very messy. But Anderson has started to put in performances at the back. Is it just because Fulham are kind of under siege mm. and they need to pick up uh, results, so they go for teams a bit more, or they're just a bit more sensible about how they? Well, they I think he's worked on the or... back line definitely. Right. And, but I think Ariola in goal has has been mm. has been decent for him. He made some yeah. some saves there as well. Yeah. Um, but it, it'd be surprising for Liverpool, and, and I suppose there'll be a touch disappointment because obviously Spurs had uh, dropped points and Klopp I mean he did warn them at the start he said about Fulham they're really good they're a good looking football team like the manager he looks good I don't know him well he's could that be what's happened here that Scott Parker has just got 
Klopp all so hot and ra- flustered. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. he's just not done his team yeah. talk properly. They're underprepared. They he don't clearly, really know what they're meant to be doing. He doesn't know what his accent sounds like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so sexy. If you, you see Scott Patrick, you go, what a spunk. And then you hear him talk, you go, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. I like, I like the way he speaks. I think people so, might so quite like that. that isn't he? Uh, he, he's, he's got a proper sort of like 1960s World Cup winning yeah. West Ham vibe to him. I like the way he speaks. Yeah, we good, good, gave a good account of ourselves. Yeah. Like just, like, just things like that. Yeah. Reminds me of a lot of people we I was, grew up with. We was. Um, yeah. It's like it reminds me of two brothers I know. Um, who are Ronnie from and Reggie they're from, East, they're from East Ham they're from East Ham and, and they I've came only, here for a shootout they came here for a shootout and I've only ever heard them refer to their own dad as Wild Kev and that is the sort, that is the sort of thing I want good old Wild and Kev Scott oh, Parker makes me think of that, that. Uh, Minamino when uh, he came on yes. he came on for um, every time I, I see him he's not had a great time of it Liverpool fans getting yeah. touched mm. has, he, has he been alright because he just always seems a bit off the pace. You're concerned for one of your own, essentially. I'm yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's hard to break into a team like that with yeah. minimal playing time, isn't it, when it's mm. so so established. But I know what you mean. I'd like to see more of him. He looks I thought, a... Yeah, I thought, I thought he was going to slide in quite old. He just looks a little... Uh, uh, but it's, it's, it's that kind mm. of like thing. But it was... A, it was a, you're know, not getting used to the league. Well, when you, go, when, you go to, when you're in the cauldron, that is, uh, you know, the fortress <laughs> that is Graham Gunn. <laughs> why do... Why, the the why fortress are they... with a the wall missing. That is going to be reinforced, I'll tell you what. I know they're doing social distancing and stuff, but why are they not so you've got the the the, the neutral end, the famed neutral end, yeah. full. But then it's not the got only the away, stadium. Yeah, but it's not the, the only stadium in the world, by the way. Yeah, but San Siro's got a massive. New, in fact, two of the stands that run along the pitch. I mean, it's good enough for the San Siro. <laughs> Carry on, <laughs> yeah. Peter. Um, yeah, the... but it's more of a picnic area at Fulham, isn't it? It's different. <laughs> it's not neutral. Yeah, end. The, away, the away fans do sit in the. They're neutral. loving the social distance because they bring the hampers, can't they? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're, they're lobster beasts. Naturally, they're socially distanced. You know, but, but the um, but but, but the, why have they got the away end completely? empty why can't they inhabit that as well and put a few more people in oh well i think with with what they yeah i know what you mean sometimes yeah. the neutral end's full and then there's no there's no fans in the away end well, the, no the away end is in the neutral end it's in that's the, what i mean there's the oh in that, that section that part, yeah that section completely oh, I, I i don't know because some no. stadiums you, you look at it and there's fans are sort of more kind of in, in a particular stand whereas some it's, it's but, sort of scattered around but with, but with liverpool I, I do think that Klopp, because he made such a big deal about mm. his teams being exhausted yeah He's put in like he's put in like Salah in in like a in a, a Champions League match that didn't mean anything. I think he played ninety minutes in that match, mm. and they've mm. got a big game uh, on 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 Thursday, Wednesday is it against Spurs? Mm. Like the, he needs to be a bit more careful. Like he, all right, fine, you can, you, can, you can fortify your, your your narrative and your your argument that your that your team's exhausted, but you don't have to exhaust them yourself. <laughs> Do you think that would go down well in an interview? <laughs> but you're not doing yourself any favours, you know. Yeah, well, well Jota and Matip, they're both out injured, aren't they? Yeah. So, well, I mean, got, Jota could be for a couple of months. Well, that that would be, a, that yeah. would be yeah. February, February, March, I think. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Jordan Henderson, when he was asked about the the schedule, um, the, you know, he said, "I don't want to stand here and make excuses." Yeah. Um, but but. Uh, one more uh, clock quote was, was quite interesting when he was a bit angry with his team's performance, especially early on in the game when Fulham, you know, was straight out of the traps. He said, I cannot write a book, throw it on the pitch and tell them to read it. I quite like that. Yeah, that's great. That'll that's, slow it down a little bit. The, when yeah, it's <laughs> How big is the book, Jürgen? Yeah. Um, but a, but a, a good point for Fulham, especially because Burnley won, of course. Fulham are yes. in uh, the relegation zone now. Yeah. Um, in, oddly, they've been out of it for quite a bit. I was like, mm. I got used to seeing them on 17th. And I thought, that'll do. Just hold the fort, lads. Are you more confident, though? Because they, they look like they've... They look less likely to go down now than they did earlier on. They did well. They did. I mean, there's still a lot, lot to play, and they still, you know, haven't got many points for crying out loud. But one person 
that I would like to 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 put a spotlight on right now. One person who said Fulham have got the players to get them out of it wasn't so negative and uh, was was quite positive about them was was the young Pete Donaldson over there. <laughs> he, he said, you know, a lot. There was a lot of you know doom and gloom around Fulham and so on. But Pete said, you know, they've got players to get them out of it. They need to stick together. They need to sort out the defence. They need to score goals. They need to win matches and points, and then they'll be okay. Read that book. <laughs> I say. Well, Scott Parker clearly has, <laughs> and it's uh, and it, and and it's coming to fruition. So, um, so there we are. Right, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to have a little break, and then after which we're going to talk about more Premier League things. See you in a moment. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This week on Stakhanov. Between the Lines with Melissa Reddy releases a brand new episode exploring the hot topic of head injuries in football. As well as exploring the sports link with dementia with neuropathologist Dr. Willie Stewart, Melissa spoke to ex-Tottenham star Ryan Mason, who was forced to retire after a devastating head injury aged 26. I couldn't look at light. I was sleeping for like 20 hours a day. I couldn't really hold a conversation. Um, like I say, when, when the brain gets an injury, the body almost just instinctively responds and it, it almost just shuts everything else down. Meanwhile, self-care club Wellness Road Tested have launched a brand new epilogue show. Join Lauren and Nicole every Friday where they'll be hearing about your experiences, talking to the experts and reading the very best wellness literature in the self-care book club. I think it's a totally life-changing book for sisterhood and womankind. It's revolutionary in how to adopt self-love and live for who you are. Search Between the Lines and Self-Care Club on your favourite podcast player. All that and more at Sukarnov. De Bruyne, De Gea, De Arby. Welcome back to De Football Ramble, everybody. Yeah, to see it. 
<laughs> right, uh, a quick Betway 4 to score update. Let's see how we got on uh, this weekend, or last weekend, as it is now known. Uh, entry to Betway's 4 to score is free each week. Pick the first goal, score it in Betway's 4 selected matches for your chance to win the weekly £50,000 jackpot. Make sure your selections are submitted before the first game. Further T's and C's apply. Game 1 was Crystal Palace versus Tottenham Hotspur, of course, on Sunday. I picked Harry Kane. I got it right. Who would have thought Harry Kane? <laughs> Stab in the dark speller over there. Yeah. Mystic Meg. Uh, you know, uh, so I think that's the first one I've got all season, which uh, doesn't take the pressure off me because it's a team game, this. Mm. If one person gets it wrong, then we're all out. I wasn't that person this week. Uh, game two was Fulham versus uh, Liverpool. Vish stupidly picked Sadio Mane. Uh, of course, it was Bobby Deckeldover reed Game three was Arsenal versus Burnley. Jules picked Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang. Despite him technically scoring the first goal, it was an own goal. Of course, that doesn't count, so we got that one wrong. Uh, and game four was Leicester versus Brighton. Luke picked Jamie Vardy. It was, of course, James Madison. Vardy did score, yeah. uh, but it wasn't the opener. So there we are, one out of four. So ultimately, we fail. We'll be back with another round of Betway's four to score on the preview show this Friday. All right, let me press this button. Hello. So, uh, Jack- hello. Hi, <laughs> Jack Beresford has been in touch, uh, and he JP. says, "Oh, when I glanced at that, I thought it's a John Beresford." I, I know. Thought, oh, yeah. Now you're talking. Stole a limo once. Did he? I believe yeah. With I want to say Rob Lee. Okay. Hmm. I think, yeah. Hmm. Cool. Fair enough. Yeah. Any um, other crimes they committed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, anyway, back back to Jack Jim. However, you get your kicks. Um, <laughs> Oh, it was Warren Barton. Ignore me. It was right. Robley and Warren Barton. <laughs> sorry, everyone. Oh. I apologise to John Beresford. Yeah. I'm sorry. Apologise to Jack Beresford as well, because you've interrupted his <laughs> email. Hello. <laughs> Hi, guys. A few years back, me and a mate got an invite to a special football event that was broadcast on Facebook and sponsored by a major pizza takeaway brand. Uh, I love that attention to detail. The guests of honour were Ray Parler, <laughs> Tony Bellew and impressionist Darren Farley. Free beer and pizza all day, plus all the live games broadcast on massive TVs around the place. It was heaven. Mm. Anyway, as part of the broadcast, Bellew and Parler did a few TV interviews and promos. At one point, Bellew was stood right next to us doing a piece the camera. While he was talking, I noticed someone holding up cue cards behind the cameraman. He was dressed in a suit, jacket, t-shirt and jeans, like he was off clubbing or something like that. Far too smart to be a runner behind the scenes. Suddenly, out of nowhere, it dawned on me, it was Everton legend Tony Hibbert. Ah, oh, Hibbo. <laughs> now, Tony wasn't billed as a guest that day. He wasn't on any guest list we saw. <laughs> After the filming finished, we sidled up to Tony to ask him why he was there. His response, he just fancied it. <laughs> He then proceeded to stand next to us, watching the game, sipping a beer for the next two hours without saying a word. In truth, we didn't have much to say to him either. What do you say to Tony Hibbert? To this day, we have no idea how he got there, who he knew or why he was holding up the cue cards. Was he forging a career in the world of TV? A career that saw him start on the very bottom rung of the ladder? I have no idea. That's lovely. That is amazing. Yeah. What an amazing spot. Yeah. Coming to a television studio near you, Tony I'm not Hibbert. surprised by that. Tony Hibbert, just, he's always been a team player, isn't he? Yeah. Like, he's one of the ultimate sort of team players. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it's all going off, isn't it? I mean, uh, we got a message from Ben Bennett in light of Pete's condemnation of parents having some fun with this when naming their children. I attempted to make a team with names like mine. Oh my God, this is Ben Bennett. Ben yeah. Bennett. Yeah, 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 yeah. Ben, Bennett. ben Bennett. Ben Bennett. Um, I couldn't find 11, so I had to go with five, which included me playing up front. <laughs> Ten, goals <last> se- <laughs> Ten goals last season in the Hong Kong Amateur Fourth Division is indeed the depth. We have to stoop to find I'm a team. I'm impressed. Uh, we are a hardy bunch and we won't stand for such mockery. Uh, number one, Renal Renalsen. Arsenal and Iceland. Uh, John Johnson, um, Borough and Northampton. Mm-hmm. Joey Johns, kind of works. Uh, mm-hmm. Liverpool and Chelsea. Rob Robinson, which is very enjoyable, into Miami. Uh, and Ben Bennett for Honey Badgers FC. Honey Badgers. Yeah. Love that. I think you're forgetting about Zidane Zidane. Zidane Neville Neville. Get Neville Neville. Neville Neville, yeah. He was a late Neville Neville. wasn't he? Is he a late Neville? Yeah, he is, isn't he? Yeah. Mm. Oh, well. There you there got you go. a few there. Mm. I love it. Excuse me if I've missed any obvious ones. <laughs> Have you... we got any more? Have we got? Can you think of any? No, I can't. No. I can't. Oh, not off the top of my head. No. All I've got is Gary Lineker's dad. It stuck in my head. Barry yeah. Lineker doesn't make any sense. <laughs> As no, whenever anything namey comes up, I think about about Barry Lineker. Barry Lineker. I did. That's great. Jemba uh, Jemba. <laughs> not quite. Yeah. Well, Jemba Jemba Jemba. He's got Joey Jones in there. JJ Okocha. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Good enough. Good Lovely. enough, everybody. Um, right, before we go any further, I'd like to tell you uh, about a brand new episode of Ramble Meets, which is now over on Football Ramble Presents. Andy Brassel. Andy, Andy Brassel sat down with Denmark legend and former Milan Feyenoord and Newcastle United striker Jean Dahl Thomason. Nice. Big John Dahl opens up on his storied career that took him all over Europe. And now he's head coach at Malmö uh, in southern Sweden. He also reflects on learning under the likes of Trapattoni and Ancelotti. What was it like playing with Ian Rush? <laughs> <laughs> Primo Juventus era. Absolutely. Ian Rush. It is a lovely old chat, so head over to Football Ramble Presents to catch it. And don't forget to uh, have a little tickle on that subscribe button. You won't regret it, no. you beauties. Right, uh, let's go and talk about a team from Liverpool that did win on the weekend. It was Everton, of course. They beat Chelsea a 1-0. Carlo Ancelotti doing his old team, mm. and, and he, must have, he must have loved it. And, and, and that's reflected in what he said. We only had 2,000 fans, but it made me happy, and I hope the stadium will be fu- full as soon as possible. <laughs> <Fool. will be laughs> as soon as possible. Fucking fool. <laughs> <laughs> He's really getting with the local lingua, isn't he? Fucking rocking. <laughs> um, and they end Chelsea's 17 uh, game unbeaten run, of course. So it's no mean feat mm. to beat old Chelsea uh, this season, mm. uh, of course. And Chelsea, I mean, in one sense, would be slightly relieved that Spurs and uh, Liverpool got surprising draws, but they'd be a little bit disappointed. But I mean, Everton are a decent side, Jim. We they can't are. forget that. And you know, it was only 1 0, and they have been 17 games unbeaten. They've had a good run. Yeah, they have had a good run. And uh, perhaps, I mean, if a lot of the teams that are playing in Europe are, are struggling at this this time, aren't they? Mm. Which it makes sense. You come towards the end of the group game, so there's a lot of games in those legs, and perhaps that's part of the sort of uh, the margin that's helped um, Everton get one over on Chelsea here. But they, um, it's, it's been interesting to, to see Frank Lampard talking about um, the sort of expectations that are on Chelsea. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Jurgen Klopp suggested that they might have the the best squad in the league and that they might be considered oh, favourites. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> which is very clever. Um, and Lampard was talking about how actually, you know, that's 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 a, a little bit um, wider the mark because of how many young players they've got and how there aren't that many title winners in it. And it's, it's you, you do think of Chelsea as a team packed with experience, don't you? But I think almost in my head, like Lampard and Terry are still playing there, mm. and like the ghost of Mourinho is knocking about, yeah, just sort of inhabiting mean. it. And well, like, of course, it, it was for so long, exactly. You know? <laughs> yeah, because Chelsea, they have they've 
definitely fostered a sort of air of invincibility at times. And it's only, I, th- I think, Kante, Alonso, Aspilicueta, maybe one or two others that wouldn't have necessarily featured that heavily in, in the last title-winning Chelsea side mm-hmm. are there. And obviously you've got Thiago Silva and Hakim Ziyech who've, who've won league titles elsewhere. But it's, it is a young, inexperienced team. And obviously they spent a lot of money, mm-hmm. but that doesn't necessarily immediately mean that you're going to go on and be, be a, a title-winning side. So I think it's they are a, a little bit young mm-hmm. and naive sometimes. And I think perhaps, you know, if you're coming up against a wily old dog like Carly, Carlo Anc- Carly Ancelotti? Carly. Carly Ancelotti. <laughs> then, um, then you are perhaps going to get... Um, in. Yeah, I mean, I think I think it's when in reference to when Klopp said, you know, oh, they've got the best squad in the league or something like that. I mean, it is it is the yeah. classic kind of well, they've got more money than us, sort of. Yeah. That, essentially, that's yeah, really twinkle in his teeth. Yeah, we, <laughs> which is which is a bit of a futile sort of argument these days. With one Premier League giant saying to them, yeah. he's spent more money than us. You know, <laughs> I mean, come on. Um, but uh, it, speaking of uh, signings and whatnot, according to some reports, Everton are set to make a January loan move offer for Deli Alley. Mm. Oh, interesting. Which would be interesting. I mean, obviously, to bolster the squad and attacking options, I mean, I don't know where we would play on that front line, you know, because Hammers, uh, Rodriguez, you know, I suppose he's, I think there'd be room for it. even rotate them. I mean, yeah, it's, it's true a enough. Weird season where everyone's in the red zone for the whole yeah, of it. So. Yeah, and also Iwobi's playing. Very, I mean, I think he's, he's so versatile. Yeah, he is, in, yeah. He obviously played uh, in in Rodriguez's um, space mm-hmm. at the weekend. I thought he really, yeah. really good. Well, and Sigurdsson as well, who maybe mm. you know that, that that that. I mean, that penalty he took. You know, I always felt when when someone takes a penalty like that, you think, oh, that's a bit ballsy. But then he's probably just waiting for the goalkeeper to move and doing mm. that thing. Like there was a clip recently of Eden Hazard. You know, when he was just looking at the keeper. I think Lauren did that once in a North London derby. Mm. For Arsenal, that sort of technique where it's actually you just don't look at the ball and you mm. look straight at the goalkeeper. Because yeah. if I did that, I would just swing my foot and uh, <laughs> Lauren, my shag, my kidneys for a Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what a player he was! Um, Petr Cech been mm. reportedly playing for Chelsea's development side. In for it, or is he, or he's playing tonight. I'm in for it. I'm so in busy. F- well, he is. <laughs> Ice hockey goalkeeper, drummer, the lot, executive. <laughs> yeah, I thought he'd retired from one of these disciplines, but no, he's, he's doing he's them all. back in. He hasn't played competitively since competitively since retiring after the Europa League final in May 2019, where his Arsenal team got spanked by Chelsea. Um, but he has been training with the senior squad for several months, as we know, because he was registered as an emergency cover in the club's Premier League squad list in October. Um, he's had a bit of a rant. Uh, on his Instagram uh, page, uh, page, <laughs> an Instagram page is in his feed uh, with, uh, with the screen sc- screenshot of Fabianski's save from the game on Friday between Leeds and West Ham when Fabianski saved the penalty. Mm. Then it was, of course, retaken and, and, and it was scored when Fabianski's boot was millimetres off the line. I mean, See, it was... It's either off or it isn't. Uh, yeah, Petter I mean, and Marcus. Yeah, I know, I've, I've long since said I'm... that we need to crack down on this nonsense. I have it's not, very binary. I've not given an opinion. I just said it was millimetres <laughs> off the line. Yeah. Okay, you interpret the tone as you wish. Um, but better check said uh, or, 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 or messaged uh, on Instagram, how is any goalkeeper supposed to cover an area of 7 metres 32 centimetres by 2 metres 44 centimetres without any foot movement while the player shoots from 12 yards with an average speed of 70 miles an hour which takes the ball 0.35 seconds to cross the goal line is beyond my understanding can the referee just make a second line four feet from the goal line using the spray and the penalty has to be saved in between well, you just stand at the edge we'll of that though don't you <laughs> <laughs> just I know. moving the line forward <laughs> <laughs> I would say that he's got a particular agency he's got a particular kind of 
Some, 20 years playing as a goalkeeper. Yeah, a little plus. bit of a buy. <laughs> it's the old uh, goalkeeper's union uh, that is coming out there. Should they be able to just move within the goalkeeper's small box, Jim? As Graham <laughs> yeah, 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 they should. Well, there are boxes within in boxes and Spurs mm. boxes are special boxes, Jose Mourinho once said as well. Yeah, I get a bit confused, to be honest with you. Um, but uh, but there we are. So, yes, good win for Everton against Chelsea. Yeah, it was, you know, big for Everton because obviously they, they, after their good start, obviously they beat Fulham, and but they've sort of coughed and splashed a little bit but a, but a result like that is very very welcome indeed for them clean sheet and, and beat the, the mighty Chelsea um, Crystal Palace and Spurs drew one all mm. um, Guaita had a very interesting game didn't he, <laughs> didn't he, he made some of the most outstanding saves of the weekend and then the, the error was a very very oh, it was a hell of a shag from Kane though <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? Having think about, I think shag is to to retrieve a ball. Right. I right, think that's okay. what it was. Americans get in touch. Mm. I think I don't think they use that word yeah, anymore. In which case, Greta had to shag it then, didn't <laughs> he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, did you see his interview after the game uh, where it was put to him that perhaps he sort of could have done a bit better on it, and he was like, "Well, you know, it moved really hard. Like in another <laughs> well, game, I'd have saved that. You got like, the other ones that moved. Just not just completely." Not embarrassed by it, not yeah, bothered think, by it. Like, but, is, but that's goalkeeper psychology, I think. Yeah, no, but it, he he executed that fantastically. He yeah. didn't look it, like it had knocked his confidence in yeah. any way whatsoever. It don't really let there be a conversation. Yeah. Don't let there be a conversation about it. No, no, no don't worry about that. Moved on, sodger. Well, some goalkeepers do that though, don't they? They they if a goal goes in, not all goalkeepers, but some goalkeepers will will almost psychologically bl- shout at the defence. Yeah, or they'll have a go at something because because for them, if if they were obviously different personality types and so on, but if they think, ah, that was my fault. It hits their confidence yeah. and, they're, and they're rocked. I mean, Peter Schmeichel and Roy Keane came to blows over this, funnily enough, um, because Schmeichel used to, oh, if you remember, used to yeah. ball at the defence. Mm, yeah. Absolutely used to, you know, give them the old Ferguson hairdryer treatment. Yeah. And Keane took umbrage with this and said, this is nonsense. You're doing this for the whole theatre of, you're doing this in front of the fans to kind of ham it up a bit. And yeah. uh, and they literally had a fight over it. Of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, but Guaita, going back to him, I mean, that, I mean the, the, the pick of the bunch for me was that Eric Dyer free kick. Mm. When Dyer hits that, I thought, oh, it's a beauty. So late on as well. It's yeah. Like, it, had, it really felt like Spurs were going to get a winner, didn't it? Just yes. because they were really turning the screw. But, and... it, but this is the thing with Spurs, like, and this would be my concern for them. It, it is games like this when I understand you've, you've got to, you know, there's many ways to win a football match and, you know, sitting on a 1-0 lead is... is you know, it, it, that will help them sometimes. And, and you yeah, know, it's got a lot of goals in the second half all season, though, that, yeah. apparently. Yeah. But it's one of those ones, Pete, that if, you know, if they if they see that out, I mean, people maybe say that Lloris was slightly at fault and, and, uh, and Mourinho came out to back him and said, I think he's the best goalkeeper in the league. But if they see that 1-0 out, you know, one could say, oh, a good professional job, they got the league, mm. they sat on it. But when they're playing against Palace, you know, they, they really did sit off. And the, the problem with that is if Palace do get an equaliser, and as we've seen this season, that, that, that sort of thing can happen. And they've got so much energy as well. Yeah. You, you really are inviting an equaliser. That's not exactly. you are, whoever you play against. But yeah, I, I don't know. I and think then you've maybe got to quickly just, change t- attack, haven't you? I think they just dropped off in intensity a little bit. And I think yeah. it's the same thing that we, we were talking about with Chelsea and with Liverpool and, and all of the sides that have been playing in Europe, that mm. they are just getting a little bit leggy in the second half. And I think you, you can try and sort of like tactically account for that, but sometimes you're playing against a team who are just fresher than you well, you've got, got players Zahar, like Eze and Zahar in there well, yeah, exactly but... so Eze distracts everyone for Zahar and, and, mm. and vice versa and you don't really know how to track yeah, what is interesting? So what, what is interesting? What Hodgson's been doing with Zaha? It's almost a bit like what we were talking about with Fulham, whether they play their front line. Zaha's almost like you know the striker now. He's not just farmed out on mm. on the on the wing, and he's been he's proved very very effective there um, this season so far. I wonder though, going back to the goal, the Spurs goal with 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 Kane 
hitting that one. I mean, I did agree with Graham Sooners, actually. You know, the keeper can see it from a long way. He's yeah. not unsighted. And it, I know it swerves, but he'd be disappointed with himself there. But did he see Kane pass to, uh, sorry, Son pass to Kane and Kane line up and go, well, this is a goal. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, there's the assess, there's the goal. I mean, there's no point in me even trying to do anything here, for crying out loud. The inevitability of oh, it's like Bellerin taking a throw in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the thing is, though, when, when Kane whacks it in, you don't think of someone assisting that goal because it's a bit of a long range. Yeah. It's a bit fortunate. Yeah. And then you think, who got the... Fo- oh, obviously, it was Sun that slipped it <laughs> yeah. to him. You know. Get them in your fantasy teams, everybody. Um, but yes, yeah, Spurs, they're, they're, still, uh, they're still there. And obviously, Fulham did them a huge favour. Mm, which means Spurs will sign probably two of their I, best players in the summer. I, I, <laughs> they tend to I almost feel like Palace in particular, and Liverpool actually, mm. don't understand what's riding on this for me. <laughs> and they didn't they didn't really work hard enough if you ask me I feel like Alex Ferguson has got to address the, the like the league managers association let's get them all in there as yeah. well, the, all the way down the pyramid and just say lads it's Tottenham and then just leave <laughs> yeah that's it um, well there we are um, let's let's go a little bit further down the table uh, Pete Donaldson to Newcastle United mm. they won again they beat poor old West Brom they did two in a row I believe at the time of recording Bilic is still in the job because there was talk of him if, the, if West Brom lost mm. that game that he would lose his job mm. so um, we we uh, uh, we haven't heard anything there, so that's uh, we're only going on what we know. But of course, it was the Dwight Gale derby, uh, and he was the match winner. Lovely header. Well, he nearly scored a few moments before as well. It was a it was a really really strong kind of uh, performance mm-hmm. off the bench from him. And 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 Bruce rang in the changes after some underwhelming play in the middle seventy uh, minutes of the match. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It seemed because obviously they scored very very early. It was uh-huh. a bit of a bit of a travesty of 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 of, of situations for, uh, for for the opposing. Nice team, finish from Almiron. It was. Yeah. I do like great work from Jolinton great, yeah, as well. Credit Rich Jolinton too. As well, yeah. I love seeing Almiron's big smile. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's a he's a joyous player, isn't he? Uh-huh. I, think, I can't remember who was on Corecoms, but they went. I didn't realise that uh, Almiron is uh, was that quick. Because like, that's you pretty mad. much all he's got in his locker, <laughs> mate. Don't worry about it. Yeah, I was going to say. But there was a, there was a lovely tribute to uh, Martin Lorimer, uh, um, mm-hmm. a a Newcastle supporter who posted like a goodbye on Twitter uh, and worried a lot of people uh, last week. Turns out he had indeed uh, lost his life, but very sad with it. So they, had, mm. they went big on that before before the match. But yeah, I mean, as usual, Newcastle they 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 they, they, they won't break teams down. Um, they just refuse it, to do it. They, they refuse. They still go. We yeah, are not no, getting involved. That's, that's not, not the way that Premier League is around. Not this what season. we're about. Uh, but it's but it's a hell of a result because obviously they, they they lost. I think about five or six players to to COVID. Mm. Uh, Isaac Hayden was was particularly badly um, uh, treated by by the virus, and and mm. uh, uh, and then he turns out a performance like that as centre back. It was really really good stuff. But look, I think I think Bruce would do well a setup like this again. You've got something like eight eight players out of the 14 that played together in the championship. It's depressing, mm-hmm. but it, they know how to play together. Mm-hmm. Augment that team with your ASMs and your... Um, mm-hmm. And your and your Almirons and you and you could be safe by February. So yeah, I mean, could keep going like that. Well, you say you're safe right. by February, Peter. I mean, I'm I'm only looking at the league table here. They've got a above game Arsenal. in hand. They've got above Arsenal, <laughs> yeah. above Wolves. Yeah. They've got a game in hand on on a few teams. They've got a game in hand on mm. on the top seven. If they win that, three points off Champions League. Yeah, yeah. so I I get them back in there. <laughs> at the end of December, they've got Man City, Liverpool, and Leicester. So let's. Well, thing is, though, they, they sometimes goes. turn up a vault. Well, like, like, yeah, Fulham, Fulham got four points of a couple, of, you know. In, yeah, so. all of those teams are absolutely exhausted as well. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, let's not forget. But so. I, don't, I don't know why like Bilic is, is is so gutted about losing players like Pereira. Like, it's not like he plays 
those players in mm. their right positions anyway. Mm. He's, he, in, in last season, he was obviously uh, on the right drifting in and, and he's kind of put him in the centre this season. He's just not as effective. So I thought we were going to see a very different uh, performance from West Brom. And I think they were all right for, for, for large mm. periods. I thought they tested Newcastle uh, as well as they could. But as, you know, if you fancy it against West Brom, and I'd say the same about Newcastle, they can become a little bit rudderless. Mind you, West Brom have had their own COVID issues as well. Yeah. The, the danger with West Brom as well, and there's, always, there's often a team like this in the Premier League where the mm-hmm. thing is and Bilic alludes to this at the end of the, the match as well that they are playing well mm. they're, play, they're generally playing to their well they're not, it's, it's, you know, it's not like they're getting spanked every week mm-hmm. and, and, but they're just not picking up those points so mm. that's a danger zone for Bilic you know, in terms of you know, whether he'll stay around which I, I feel like sackings are a bit less likely in the mad circumstances yeah. that we're in but I, I hope for, for him and them they can turn it around There's a big drop off to Sheffield United with one point isn't there? <laughs> well they're having an absolute mayor aren't they? they are. you know, Southampton obviously sort of handedly beat them you know? yeah. um, but we've, as, as we get to, you know, to, to the end of the show people will think oh, wasn't there a Manchester derby you know there was yeah, we're not talking about it. It was yeah. that bad. We just thought, nah. Yeah, no. The only thing that said it was, it. was <laughs> I, I, I would like to see more drab draws like that. Stodgy nonsense. Uh, because, <laughs> just because, as long as you have Mika and uh, and Roy mm. on, on constantly, because, because his... Instagram afterwards is always an absolute yeah. giggle. Following Roy Keane to his car oh, in the yeah. car, I go, oh, "Why yeah. won't you talk to me, Roy? Yeah. Roy, why won't you talk to Openly me?" Openly laughing. Oh, at him. mate, I would love like a Miami Vice oh. or like uh, like kind of cop <laughs> buddy cop drama with those two. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, I'm into that. Who would it's be the bad cop? <laughs> I think bad Mika, cop, fun cop. Yeah, isn't it? I think I think Mika Richards. He's the only person I think that can sort of cut through the nonsense with Keane. Yeah, because yeah. he's got like the personality, the charisma yeah. and all and he kind of and also you know parts of his football career as well you know you can forget what a phenomenal player yeah. he was when he was younger and won the league with Man City yeah. and mm. so on people tend to remember the sort of latter Richards but you know he had a career for and he's massive as well isn't he's he? a big boy uh, he's got to help having that sort of physical presence <laughs> yeah but it's, that's not perturbed I know they're before. not going to come yeah. to blows but surely psychologically fact, ahead. try and fight Schmeichel I was going to say I don't think he's too worried about the big boy but yes Jim it, it, it is a factor of a number of factors that is needed to take <laughs> on Roy Keane perhaps um, I mean but I, I mean I love to I mean, this is the, this is the thing with Manchester United. Now you watch Manchester United because Keane's on the punditry, yeah. you know. But it was so, dr- and, and Man City fans have got to be worried that if, if Guardiola goes for a more pragmatic approach now, mm. changing it about because a very odd performance from them. Yeah. Um, but but Keane after the game, you know, we got two bookings in a derby. Yes, right. <laughs> Talking right language. Speaking of which, uh-huh. we are now coming to that time of year mm. where you got to keep an eye on players trying to get their fifth bookings to get. Christmas oh, we are. Off. And this year, more than ever, when they're all knackered yeah, we might have players Christmas that can't even time. field 11 players like this, <laughs> this oh, might yeah. be a vintage year for that well but that's but that's even more frustrating for King because he's like well why have we only got two bookings then you've got loads of uh, excuses for that but he said oh, Covid results come on they're going to be trying to get it as best they can he's, he's, finding people who've got it swabbing their nostrils yeah well he said stuffing chilies into their cheeks <laughs> oh, oh got a got temperature. temperature oh dear King said <laughs> I've never seen so many hugs and chats after the game I'm scratching my head I'm really frustrated. Get in their faces. <laughs> They're all smash somebody. Smash at the, somebody. At the end, the staff are smiling and hugging. The players are chatting. Just get down the tunnel. I don't get it. Everyone wants to be pals. <laughs> the thing is, though, with Roy Keane... He's about as angry as every dickhead who saw Tom Allen on Sky Sports yeah. over the weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I got furious about it. More Tom Allen on Sky Sports, please. That was yeah, brilliant. More yeah. Tom Allen Great in idea. general. Uh, and more Harry Maguire and John Stones sort of <laughs> hugging after the game. 
Look, like, they both, oh. both kept, a, kept a clean sheet. It's I mean, fine. It's do, you remember, do you remember us at the World Cup? That was good, wasn't it? That was good. Nice to see. Nice to see. I've never seen so many hugs. No, exactly, yeah. Mm. Get the unicorns out. Come on, mm. get them all on there. Well, there we are, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you very much for listening to the Football Ramble. It's been an absolute pleasure having your company on tomorrow's show. It's Kate, Vish and Luke. It's going to be a terrific Tuesday. Until then, thank you very much, Jim Campbell. Farewell. Thank you, Pete Donaldson. Bye-bye. Thank you, everybody. See you soon. This was a Stakhanov production and part of the ACAST Creator Network. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.